Brian Joyce is with us, Chartered Market Technician, NASDAQ's Market Intelligence Desk is with us now. So I know you watched tech stocks moving higher as we were speaking and this news was breaking. So tell me your thoughts. Yeah, I, 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 you know, the market was just coming off a deep oversold technical con conditions. You know, we have a bear market reading in the micro caps and the Russell 2000 small caps. Um, tech, as we know, since the start of January, has been selling off deeply. A lot of those growth stocks um, pulled back um, quite a bit. So given that, I'm not surprised to see that, you know, the Fed and the statement that was just released is going to have some you know, some room there where they're not going to try to and sound overly cautious. I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, what comes out of the following um, uh, Q&A that follows in about 30 minutes or so. And, um, you know, just again, because we've oversold so much, I think the committee is going to be cautious about getting too hawkish right now. But the reality of it is just a week ago today, President Biden um, put the responsibility of price stability onto the Fed. Um, and not that he put it there, but he certainly highlighted that that is one of their two mandates. And so you know, Powell still has to be voted in this year. Um, and we still certainly have an inflation problem that hasn't improved. So while there's certainly risks to the economic growth with COVID certainly hasn't gone away um, and, and growth is slowing this year at the same time, we certainly have you know, inflation pressures that at the moment are still persistent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I wanted to uh, turn your attention to something you wanted to talk about, and that was the small caps. In the meantime, folks, you do see that the NASDAQ here is up over 3%. The 10-year bond yield, 1.8%. But let's turn our attention here to the Russell, to the small caps. And that's something, Brian, you were taking a look at, particularly since this one got hit hardest. It was 20% off its record close. What is your thought as you take a look at the Russell? Well, so I'm not sure if you have the chart up there, but the the tracking ETF, um, the IWM, has you know some very um, weak technical support in the 170 to 210 range. And what happened there was, you know, we spent most of 2021 in a sideways consolidation for about 10 months. Prior to that, the index rallied 145 percent over 12 months from March 20 lows to 20 March 21 highs. There was a 12-week window there where the index rose 41 percent. It was the third highest weekly 12-week gain in the history of the index. Now, the other two record indices, record 12-week moves um, were 43 percent gains each. One marked the very bottom of 2009 and one marked the very bottom of 1982. This time was different because the 41 percent gain started 32 weeks after the low and where the index had already moved 71 percent. So the first two occasions in 2009 and 1982, price never retraced back into that zone. Um, this time it has. And I think as a result, because there is very little um, price volume or trading volume in that range, there's weak technical support. And I think that is what exasperated the downside move. Now, I would just caution mm. that we haven't yet filled that entire zone. We maybe got about halfway through it. So I'm not surprised we're seeing this relief rally this week over the last couple of days. Um, well, let's wait and see what happens after the, the, the um, Q&A with, with Powell. But even if we go out a few weeks from now, we're um, moving, moving ahead and moving to the upside in the indices, we'll have some significant overhead, overhead supply to work through. Also, thank you for that. Um, pertaining to what we're seeing here in the Russell, we're also showing growth versus value. But I'm curious about the yield curve 
as uh, the Fed is noting COVID cases have been on the rise and affecting the economy. And um, while inflation is well above the 2% level, there's no, and jobs have been a good news, there's no doubt that the Fed is acknowledging the slowdown we've seen because of the latest um, outbreak in COVID cases. Well, you're looking at the yield curve and what's it telling us here? Well, so I think, so what, what's noteworthy is that the, the curve really since the end of September, since the start of Q4, has shifted meaningfully to the upside. It's reflecting the fact that at that period of time, at the start of Q4, markets were looking for one rate hike. Now we're all the way up to four. So we've seen a significant move higher in the two, three, and five um, maturities, the belly of the curve, um, the two and, twos and threes up about 75 to 80 bips, uh, whereas the long end was you know, up maybe 10 bips or so. So that, as a result, caused significant um, flattening in spreads. Um, yes, the economy is slowing and we have a concern about COVID. Um, but I think that the, you know, the Fed right now is, is having to manage um, inflation as well. And so we have the stagflation risk. And that is something that I think, um, despite today's statement, is certainly you know, front and center. And you know, we can rally higher from here right now, but I think there is some concern going forward as to um, you know, how slow or how fast, what that pace is going to be, is really going to be key, the pace of rate hikes from here. Without a doubt. I'm so glad you were able to be with us today. Brian Joyce, NASDAQ's market intelligence desk to break down all this breaking news straight out of the Fed as we're waiting to hear also from Jay Powell. But watching all the moves that we are seeing and interestingly enough, the NASDAQ, which had jumped, is now back lower to where it was almost prior to the call here. And it's up 2.6 percent for the NDX. Brian Joyce, thank you very much. Good to see you. Thank you. Thank you.